evening and uh, enjoy refreshments afterwards. Mark's always looking for friends to support him, so do stay and encourage him. He gets quite lonely without people around. Um, I want to say, just uh, as I begin, uh, thank you to you for your prayers over the last few weeks while I've been in New Zealand. Um, uh, Those of you who've been here any length of time, uh, well, no, I I went to New Zealand to do a leaders' conference for New Wine. Um, Those of you who've been here any length of time will know that I've been. That's my third visit. Uh, On my first visit, uh, there were about 40 or so church leaders that were involved in uh, New Wine New Zealand. Um, they're now in touch with 550 leaders across 17 different denominations, which is quite significant, really. So uh, the, the gathering of leaders across New Zealand as we ministered in four different places was quite uh, exciting. And um, guys flew over from uh, Australia as well, and um, uh, we are exploring what it might look like to launch a new wine in Sydney and in Melbourne, which is quite exciting. So uh, we're beginning to have conversations about that with some of the leaders there, and uh, they came over to talk to us. So uh, thank you for allowing me to do that, and um, uh, it's good to be back uh, on UK soil uh, again. Okay, we've been doing in the evenings a series on the fruit of the Spirit. So we've covered... uh, Uh, All the fruit bar one, we've done love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. And the one that we've got left to do is faithfulness. So I want to speak this evening on faithfulness. Um, And you might think, well, Mark, I I haven't quite learned the patience thing yet, so I'm not sure about moving on to faithfulness quite so. But, But actually, the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit, one fruit. It's a multifaceted uh, work of the Spirit in our lives that develops our characters to be more Christ-like, to be more Christ-like in who we are and how we are. Faithfulness is probably not uh, a fashionable word these days, but faithfulness is really a really important quality in our lives. Faithfulness is about being someone who can be counted upon. Uh, We tend to hear the word, don't we? You think of faithful, think of someone who's retiring, they've gone 25 years, good, strong, faithful service. Or people talk about their dogs, don't they? He's a faithful friend. Or about their cars, if they're especially if it's an old battered car, it's a faithful friend. Keeps going, I think of Tom and Mandy, their car, it's a faithful friend to you, isn't it? Still going, my word. You know, that, that sort of, that sort of feeling, we, you know, there are old things in our lives that have been faithful uh, to us. Uh, what does it mean to be faithful? I think to be faithful means to be reliable, trustworthy. It means to be consistent and dependable. It says in Proverbs 20 verse 6, it says, Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? Even the Bible says, even the Bible says, it's quite difficult to find someone who's truly faithful. Quite difficult to find someone who's going to be always reliable. Someone in whom you can put uh, your trust. 
Why is faithfulness so important? It's important because God is faithful. It says this in Psalm 33. It says, He is faithful in all that he does. And God desires us to reflect him. So if he is faithful, he desires us to be faithful. Us to be loyal and trustworthy and dependable in our lives. In Proverbs 25, it says this, Putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. In other words, they're a pain in the neck. If, if, you are, if you are leaning on someone or relying on someone and they let you down, uh, it causes problems in our lives. It's really difficult. Um, the truth is we all look for faithfulness. And we complain when faithfulness isn't there. We look for the bus to come on time or the train to run on time. We look for the, 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 the bin men to arrive and take our rubbish away or the recycling people to come and take the recycling away. We're really, actually, faithfulness in life is something that is there in all of our lives. And knowing that someone is faithful to you brings richness to your life. I, don't, I think there are a few things that are more important than this. Faithfulness uh, in our lives to others and in other people's lives to us. You can be talented, you can be educated, you can be creative, but if you are not dependable, your gifts and your talents and your creativity really won't count for very much. In fact, the greatest ability we can have in our lives probably is dependability. People can rely on us. The gift of faithfulness, the fruit of faithfulness that God encourages us to fashion and shape in our lives. Um, Matthew 25 talks about what's going to happen when um, Jesus comes back. And uh, it basically asks, is he going to find people who are being faithful? That's what it asks it says this, Matthew 25, verse 34. Um, then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. He's looking for people who will be faithful. He also says the opposite. He says, then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away from me, you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? 
And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refuse to help the least of these brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. When Jesus comes again, he's going to look for faithfulness. People who have been faithful to his call on earth. That's why we as a church are absolutely committed to things like Besom. We're absolutely committed to um, seeing uh, these projects happen that change people's lives. So the one that's happening that Mark was just advertising, the one that's happening um, next Saturday. Uh, The one that happened yesterday in another uh, single mum's home. Where we go in and help those who don't have very much. Or we go in and try and bring transformation, try and bring something of the light of Christ into their lives. That's why we uh, believe in helping out at the soup kitchen. That's why we have a ministry that goes on uh, in the prisons. That's why uh, we believe in what goes on through the uh, pregnancy centre. That's why we believe in what we do through our uh, Christians Against Poverty, our CAP centre that helps those in financial crisis. That's why we do what we do in the way that we do it, because we believe that God calls us to be faithful and we think that we as a church family together can find ways of saying, let's put our resources together and be faithful as a church. And I think God wants us to be faithful. He wants us to be faithful in what we do. He wants us to be faithful in our relationships. He wants us to be faithful with our resources. And I want to just bring out, just this evening, a few short little things that will encourage us to be faithful people. What does it look like to be a faithful person? What does it look like to live life in such a way that we are, uh, that the Father would look on us and say, uh, we're faithful? Just a few points. Number one, keep your promises. A faithful person keeps their promises. If you said you'll do something for somebody, you must do it. If you said you'll call somebody, you must call them. If you said you'll help somebody, you must help them. We've got to be, we've got to be people who are faithful in keeping our promises. We, we, if we're people who are dependable then you don't have to prove yourself to anybody or convince people because people will see that you can be relied on. Jesus says it this way in Matthew 5. He says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be someone who lives according to what you say. Our track records have got to speak for themselves. People will feel confident in us and know a confidence in the God we worship. If we are people who keep our promises. Uh, when I was flying out to uh, uh, New Zealand, I was flying out with a friend, uh, a friend of uh, 20-something years, 25 years or something. So we had 26 hours together catching up. It was great fun. And we chatted a lot and recalled stories a lot and did all sorts of things. Um, his name's Mark as well. And he went on to Melbourne to do some stuff in Melbourne and I came back on my own. So then... 26 hours on a plane on your own, you know, you've got to talk to the person next to you, haven't you? And I, this lovely guy next to me coming back on my own, I, he came and sat next to me and he sat down. And uh, people always look a bit shocked, don't they, when I, tell, I said, hi, my name's Mark, what's your name? And we had this little conversation, you see, and, and uh, uh, I was asking him all about what he did. And uh, he was a musician, a 
drummer, actually, and uh, he talked about what he did and how his parents didn't necessarily approve of it and he didn't do the education he should have done and dropped out and just did drumming, you know. But he was 35. In fact, he's asked me how old I was. Get this, this really encouraged me. He said, he said, how old are you? So I told him how old I was, which is a little bit younger than you think I am. No, not 65. I told him how old I was. And he said, oh, I thought you were under 40. I thought that was very good, wasn't it? Do I look under 40? No. Oh, that was a real shake of the head there. I was encouraged at that point. But into the flight, I thought, I was just waiting for the moment, into the flight, uh, I just, I said to him, oh, I've just been in New Zealand and we had this little conversation. And uh, I said, oh, I've just been working with some of the churches there. He said, oh, what have you been doing? And we began this conversation about it. And um, uh, I explained what we've been doing. And he said, oh, that sounds so exciting. And I thought, oh, great, I'm going to get to share my faith here. And he said, I'm a renewed charismatic Catholic and a lot of my drumming is in the Catholic Christian world as we bring renewal across the world and he described his Catholic conferences, do you know what? He could have been describing New Wine he described everything that he was involved in and the albums, he was great it was really exciting actually to hear what he was doing and we had this I found a new friend, he's my friend on Facebook now, not that I go on Facebook actually but he's my friend on Facebook I've got lots of friends on Facebook but I don't really go on Facebook, Alan told me he'd Facebooked me, is that what you're saying? No, I didn't actually see it because I don't go on Facebook but it was uh, nice to know this then why was I telling you that story? that's gone out of my mind, I think I'm still in New Zealand time, it's gone out of my mind while I was telling you that I know, keep, keep your promises. I, I was telling you that because, because I, think, I think God calls us to be people who keep our promise to live to share our faith. To find places where we will always find the opportunity to share faith. That's, that's the promise he's asked us to make, actually. That we, as we make a Christian commitment to him, will constantly find ways of telling other people about the good news of Christ. We'll look for opportunities to share faith with others. I didn't actually have that opportunity with him, but I tried and uh, failed miserably because he was already a Christian. So I had a nice flight anyway. But keep your promises. What does it mean to be faithful? Number one, keep your promises. Number two, to be faithful, if you're married, it means honor your marriage relationship. Be faithful to your husband and wife. Um, You don't have to commit adultery to be unfaithful. All you have to do is let something else take priority over your marriage. It could be anything from sports or community activities or the TV or the computer or whatever it be. To be faithful in a marriage means I'm going to put my marriage first. That's faithfulness. It's a choice. Uh, It's not dependent upon what others do. Uh, It's dependent upon the commitment that we've made and the, the vows that we've made before God and with our partner. To, to be a faithful person means that you'll honor your marriage relationship. So keep your promises, honor your marriage. Thirdly, to be faithful means that you will use your gifts. It says in 1 Peter 4 verse 10, it says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. God's gifted 
Every single one of us in different ways. He's gifted you. He's gifted you. Here's Catherine using her gifts creatively. Uh, praying this evening that God would speak through her prophetically to people here. That's why she's painting a picture. She's using uh, the gifts that God has given her in creative, creative ways to faithfully share something of God's goodness and grace with those of us who are here. Each of us have, have been given uh, abilities, talents and gifts. And, and it's like God has made an investment in us, in our lives. And he wants us to faithfully use that investment. You are uniquely who you are because God has made you uniquely who you are. He gives you these gifts not for yourself. You know, the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts that God gives you, are not toys to be played with in a Christian life. They're tools for the Christian service. They're for us to use to reshape this world more into the image of God. That, that everything that we do, the way in which we speak, the way in which we are, the way in which we act, means that we'll uh, share something of Christ uh, through uh, our lives. And he tells, doesn't he, Jesus tells the parable of giving talents to three different people. To one he gave ten, to one he gave five, and to one he gave one talent. And the one with ten talents used them faithfully and multiplied them. So the one who gave five talents used it faithfully and multiplied them. But to the one who gave one talent, hid it. And said, I don't want to lose that. I want to take care of that talent. And he didn't use it faithfully. And what did the master say when he came back? He said, you wicked servant. When they were hungry, you didn't feed them. When they were th- he didn't say that, but I'm just you know, making the link. When they were hungry, you didn't feed them. When they were thirsty, you didn't give them a drink. When they were a stranger, you didn't invite them in. You were so consumed with your own things, looking after your own life, protecting what you had, that you didn't use the gifts and the talents that I gave you to share something of the kingdom of God with other people. He calls us to be faithful. Faithful in using our gifts to see his kingdom come. We can't all be brilliant at everything, but we can all be faithful using the gifts and talents that we have to share something of Christ with others. So keep your promises, honor your marriage, use your gifts. That's what a faithful person looks like. Next, a faithful person uses their time wisely. Time is something we all have in common, isn't it? We all have 168 hours a week. And uh, uh, there are three things you can do with time. You can spend it, waste it, or invest it. The best use of your time is to invest it in something that's going to outlast you. Invest it. If we're going to be faithful people, God's given us a, a bent in our lives to be generous towards others. To be giving away what God has given us. To, to demonstrate to others the kingdom of God. You can sum the whole Christian life up in the word gave. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. There's something outward focused about the whole Christian life. And, and, and when we use our time wisely, if we're going to reflect the Christian life, we're going to use it giving it away. Giving our time, using it wisely, investing in other people. Giving other people the time of day. Giving other people the opportunity um, uh, for um, 
to hear something of the story of God. Faithfulness involves time management. There are a couple of time wasters in life. Uh, regret and worry. We can regret the past and, and, and it can consume huge amounts of energy. Or we can worry about the future and what might happen and might not happen and all of that sort of thing. But you know, uh, what we're supposed to do is to focus on what God wants to do with us now. Not to spend our time regretting the past or worrying about the future, but to be people who focus in on what God is calling us to do now. Not to be when and then thinkers. When this happens, then I'll do that. When this gets sorted, then I'll do that. But rather to be people who say, I'll take my time and I'll invest it that others might be blessed through my life. To make something significant happen through our lives. So if we're going to be people who are faithful, We'll be people who keep our promises. We'll be people who honor our marriages. We'll be people who use our gifts. We'll be people who use our time wisely. And finally, if you're going to be faithful, it means you'll stand by your friends. A faithful person stands by their friends. It says this in Proverbs 17, 17. A friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. A friend is always loyal. Genuine friends are consistent and reliable and can be counted on in times of crisis. When things get tough in life, genuine friends will stand by you. They'll step in and walk alongside with you. And of course, it's not only worth thinking about who's loyal to you, but about thinking who you're loyal to. Are you a faithful friend to those that you share life with? Some of us have friends. We're not all like Mark Tate that has to pay for them, but some of us have them. Or Alan Kilpatrick has to bring them with him. You know, some of us just have normal friends who are friends, you know. Are you loyal to your friends? No talking when I'm speaking, Kilpatrick. Are you loyal are you are you loyal to your friends? Some of you don't understand the relationship we had. He was always so abusive. So it's really nice to have the microphone. He's not able to speak. (laughs) Are you you loyal to your friends? Are you someone who stands by them? Do you give them the time that they need? Do you know, as as I was uh, preparing this on Friday morning, I just, or Friday afternoon, I just sensed the Lord saying that this was a significant word uh, for this evening. That, that, that God would call us to be people who are loyal friends. I think loyalty in friendship speaks volumes. And I think if we're loyal in friendship, we have the opportunity to speak life into people's lives. If we're loyal friends, when someone is in crisis, who are they going to go to? If we're loyal friends, we'll share something of the hope that we have in Christ in their lives. If we're loyal friends, we'll walk with them. We'll give them our time. We'll be generous with it. We'll keep our promises. We'll honor our friendship with them. And I think loyalty in friendship is is a, 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 a seedbed where faith can be shared. 
Loyalty and friendship speaks volumes. Uh, and, and, and we live in a time when there's a lot of flitting around. You know, we, we have a friend and then we don't have a... We've had enough of that friend, we move on to another friend. and There's too much of that goes on. Actually, loyal friends. That, I mean, anybody who's 40 years old like me will, will know that you... Throughout life, throughout life, you actually count your true friends in just a few couple of hands. The ones that walk with you and stay with you that you could rely on at any time. We have lots of friends, but there are one or two, aren't there, who are always with us. We can be that to other people. And in so being, we can share something of the hope and the life and the joy that we find in our faith in Jesus Christ. Being faithful is key to the Christian life. I don't think we can overestimate the importance of faithfulness in life. Jesus told the parable uh, of the master who went away and left his servants in charge. And when he returned, the servants were rewarded not for their ability or their knowledge or their good intentions, but rather for their faithfulness. And Jesus has left you and me we're here. He's commissioned us to do his ministry, his business here on earth. And he's coming back one day and his question will be not how well you can play the guitar or how good you are at your job. Or He will say, have you been faithful? Have you been faithful in the commission I gave you? Have you been faithful in the relationships I've entrusted you with? Have you been faithful with the gifts that I gave you? That we're people that our lives can be uh, uh, used as a lives through the word that the word gave would be would apply to us. That in some way we would give of our time and our talents and our treasure and our friendship and our faithfulness to those around us. And in so doing, our lives would shine brightly for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Can we stand together? Father, you call us to be faithful. And faithfulness, it seems to me, is a key to Christian living. Just as we stand, Lord, would you let your...